0: Thank you for tuning in to the WAM podcast, where women empower women in business and manufacturing.
1: Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Women and Manufacturing podcast. My name is Fran Burnell, I'm the president of Accelerated Manufacturing Brokers, Inc. A company that specializes in mergers and acquisitions nationally, but only within the manufacturing sectors. And I'm your host for today's show. So, today we welcome to the show Charlie Matthews. Charlie is the founder and CEO of Empowering Brands, a digital media and marketing services company that manages the brand's Empowering Pumps and Equipment, Empowering Women in Industry, an empowering industry podcast. She has worked with the pump and equipment industry since 2005 and is a known leader for building brands, growing online networks, and helping industrial companies embrace digital media. Her passion and deep understanding of how to leverage social media platforms has enabled empowering pumps and equipment to become the information and connection hub for the industry. Charlie, welcome to the show.
0: Thank you, Fran. What a great introduction. And it's so wonderful to hear some of the things that we've done. So you did a great job of that. So thank you for having me today.
1: Well, we're delighted to have you. So introduce our listening audience to Empowering Brands. Explain to us what you do and why you do it.
0: Yeah, well, you said it. It's a digital media marketing services company, but the main point is to connect, inform, and educate the industry. We have met so many amazing people, and we want to highlight them, share their stories, and, and really connect the industry that way. We also love to get the technologies out there, the products that our end users need. So as we're meeting these wonderful people, we're also learning about the technologies that run our everyday lives from water. I always like to say the things that are vital to life. So if you think about it, your food, your water, your energy, that's what we really like to highlight and, and share the knowledge. And, and that's what we focus on every
1: day. How on earth did you get into the pump industry
0: yeah, that's a, that's a fun and long story, but I'll just say I was an administrative assistant for a pump magazine when I was in college. And I graduated from the University of Alabama in business and finance and just found I don't really think I fit in this banking world, you know, sitting in an office all day. I do love to travel and see the world and once I went to a couple of trade shows with that company, I fell in love. I loved the hands on equipment. I loved the people. And, you know, we joke all the time once you get in the pump industry, you're there forever. So, originally, I started off selling advertising, selling booth space and that type of thing. But I'm really, really fascinated in sharing stories, the editorial side of creating you know what we're talking about every month and i think you know moving fast-forwarding 10 years and and the use of social media that is really what inspires me because it combines everything right the storytelling the connecting of people easily and this digital technology is just fascinating mm.
1: yeah i've been on your website and it, you're like an information hub for your industry. People don't realize too how much pumps affect our lives. We, my company, sold several years ago a pump and valve repair company. And it was crazy how many townships, counties that would have not had water had they not been able to complete an emergency replacement and rebuilds of a pump where the manufacturer was no longer in existence. So they had to recreate, we're talking about things that were put in place in the early 1900s and just without water. (laughs) So it's people don't realize how important it is. It's so so true. So true.
0: And, and those are the, those are the studies and the the resources, like you said, that connection hub of, of information and the people to make things happen. And I, I love the website. That's where it started, right? Empoweringpumps.com. And it's just this incubator of information and, and, and people. And you see a lot more now, I think today with sharing the stories behind the people who are working in those facilities, yes. uh, which I love, I love to see that too.
1: Yeah. I want to connect you with the gentleman who purchased that company. Yes, um, I'd love that. Because that that would be a great interview for you. And they're doing just amazing work in New England. So That's exciting. Yeah, it is. So one of the things that fascinates me about what you've created is how you have used social media to really accelerate what you're doing. And this is a topic that so working with manufacturers who are, for the most part, older, they're retiring out of business and they don't always understand the importance of social media and why people need to use it and how to use it. So given that a lot of our listening audience are manufacturers, can you speak into that a little bit?
0: Yes, and so I am familiar with this topic. For the last ten years, I have been trying to introduce social media into—I'll call it the pump industry—and it's. Yes, you're right. There's so many different aspects when you say social media. Where do you start? What do you use it for? And so, just start at the personal level, your personal brand. You know how you want to be seen in the industry, and make sure that your profile is set up right. That was one of the first things I would always tell people: make sure it's complete. And really what you need to think about is how do you want the world to see you? I think today, no matter how old you are, you will research and try to find out somebody's personal profile, what they stand for. And so how do you then change that into business? Okay. I'm going to use LinkedIn as an example, just to simplify things, because I think everyone should be on that network as the professional network. For manufacturers in telling their stories about their employees, their purpose, their company culture, their products, their services, this gives you the way to do that where you can reach, that message can reach and amplify just by them connecting with other people. So let's just say you only made one post on social media and it was the best post you only had to create one it's the it's your new product and you were able to create this video and it just spoke to your company and your products and everything and you posted it and you expect something to happen right but nothing happens unless somebody interacts with that particular right. post So the easiest thing to do is to have your company buy into that and like and share that. And so the first step in social media is to create that post, right? Second is to get all of your employees to buy in to sharing your content, to believe in your company enough to share that content on their personal page. And this is how it all started is like this step by step post this, like it, share, comment, engage with other people at the simplest form. That's how we can, we can help our manufacturers get their information out there. Cause mm-hmm. social media is just about amplifying that message to the masses. And so today you look at social media and I think of, I think of podcasting. I think of all the different ways that we can share stories and then we just post it to these social media platforms. And so all of this content sharing that we've been doing from the book, the magazine, the print, you know, the, the article and e-news letters is now it's just a, one more form of that. And I think that if we can just embrace people to try to create that one post and then give give it the opportunity to reach your audience, it'll really make a difference.
1: Yeah. You know, it's interesting as I listen to you speak about sharing your culture on social media. So many manufacturers that I have spoken to don't see the wisdom in social media because they say, listen, we're a B2B company. We're a manufacturer selling to other manufacturers. So it's really not for me. But I think that one thing that you're bringing out about culture, they can get potential employees can get visibility into your culture. And I think for manufacturers in this day and age, that's incredibly important because there's such competition for workers. And, And social media gives you access to people that would not have otherwise found you. And it becomes incredibly important. I yes, love that. To- I
0: completely agree. Yeah. I, I just to, to one additional thing, when you're talking about that and recruiting your workforce and who you want to be on your team, you do have to put out those messages of who what you stand for. And they're going to be looking at you, looking at your social channels, looking at, are you posting things where you are actually being inclusive in your workforce? And it's very telling now when we go into this age of information sharing so easily to look for reviews, to look for people they know, to look for messages that resonate with them. And so I agree with you, Fran. It is the tool for recruiting for sure.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So in reading some of your material, you talk about how your story, your personality needs to be in what you are sharing, that you, people need to hear your voice, not necessarily a bunch of gobbledygook and, and phrases that <laughs> are replicated everywhere else. It needs to be authentic. Speak into why that's important.
0: Well, I think the main thing is, I think everyone has a voice and an experience that needs to be shared. In my opinion, we if you feel something really down in your gut and you just feel that need to share it, then you probably should. Now, within reason, we're not talking about when you're angry or something like that, or you just got to get that out. You know, that's not what I'm talking about here. But when you're using your voice to create impact for something that needs to change in the industry, this is where you can really create... Uh, this purposeful being, right? To to be a leader that has purpose attached to what you're doing, I know that for me is something that I I strive for. I really want to be that purposeful leader. But if you're not using the voice and the experiences that you've had. Then you probably aren't being your authentic self. You probably are catering to a specific group or asking for approval on what you can say or do. And I think some of the times that restricts us from growing. And so you have to be able to, I've learned so much, Fran, over the last couple of years, but to be able to, you know, monitor your emotional intelligence, both for yourself and others, to be able to understand what you're really trying to accomplish, what your values are. All these things are so important to not only how you're wanting to be seen online, but how you're wanting to grow your company, how you want your company to be seen. You have to have an opinion about things that is true to you or people are not going to believe you. They're going to see right through that because you're not going to show up as yourself, especially if there's any little bit of negativity or unbelief in what you're trying to accomplish, you've got to be, you've got to stand firm in your voice and what you're saying. And the only way to do that is to just be yourself.
1: Mm. So I want to ask you about how people should be using LinkedIn. But before we do that, I want you to, if you can, touch on so empowering pumps is not the only thing you're doing. So let's talk about the others a little bit.
0: Okay, so I'll, I'll do it in order because that'll help me kind of stay on path. But yeah, empowering pumps versus our media brand that's where it originated. But then I would get a lot of calls like people trying to buy pumps from us, like thinking we were a distributor. And so I thought, okay, we're really got to teach people what we do this digital media side. And so we created empowering brands, it's the hub of really our company, but it also tells what we do we empower both people and businesses, through marketing services. And then empowering women in industry stems from being in the industry for 10 plus, uh, I guess I'm going to be almost 20 years in a couple couple more years. But being in the industry, it's a male-dominated space. It's a challenge for young professionals getting in with the knowledge that is out there. Very technical in nature. So there's a lot of hesitation to just jump right in and... Mm -hmm. I was really trying to make a lot of change with digital media. You can imagine going into a room full of engineers and trying to get them to be social. You know, what is that all about? That's um, funny. <laughs> it was definitely trying to you know learn how to speak to people in the way that they needed me to speak so they could understand. And then what it taught me, though, there was as we were looking at the workforce, we were looking at the knowledge gap. I really saw that women could make a difference in that, that there were so many, because there's not that many women in our industry. Okay, let's recruit some more. And that should help us solve this problem. But what I found was, when I tried to push for more focus on women, that was getting a lot of weird faces, empowering women, what is this about? Why are we doing this? And that's how we kind of put this group together first. So I would have a role model. I needed women in management that I could lean on to kind of push my vision forward. But then when you start talking to people, you realize all the different challenges and all the things that we need to do and get in place so that we can have women feel included in the industry. And so Empowering Women in Industry was born and through the pandemic, we had these regular meetups where we were bringing people together, sharing stories, and we always wanted to have a podcast brand. But I was a little like, why are we going to do that? I want it to be you know, different than everyone else's. I needed it to be creative. We were going to do it. And my co-host, Bethany Walmack, she said, okay, well, write the plan out. What are we going to talk about? And and she really did the background of producing it, learning all the editing skills. In, and so the Empowering Industry Podcast puts all of these things together. We talk about social media, we talk about the industry, and we talk about empowering women. And this is what we do. I think in every day is, you know, connect, inform and educate and, and share these stories so that we can make a stronger workforce and we can all learn together. There's so much, so mm-hmm. much to learn in this technical fields, but also share our, you know, media backgrounds, our marketing expertise, where we can talk to an industry expert and they can share all the information and then we can make it into a story that people can absorb. That's mm-hmm. where I'm That's where I'm really happy at what we're doing at the rest, you know, all together in in that form.
1: So you started doing Empowering Pumps, and then as requests came in for, hey, this is really interesting. So people were starting to say, hey, can you do this for us? And a media company is born, if I'm understanding you correctly.
0: Yes. So we definitely... I guess, started teaching people about social media earlier, you know, right at the beginning, I think that was, we would have classes and that kind of thing, but then people needed strategy help. They needed to be able to know how to use social media to, to really get their brand out there, not just what everybody else is doing, right. To be that strategic partner. So that's, I guess, if you say, you know, we're doing it and then people came to us, okay, help us. That's probably the best way that I can describe that. But everything overlaps so much that it it is Just this real empowering brand, I have to just say like, that's the brand, that's the tie-in. It's to give people the ability to do something, whether that's to share their products or story, to be able to do a podcast, to learn to tweet. I mean, we've done that all. And so at the end of the day, that's what we stand for. And that's how we've continued to grow is just to help our customer with whatever need that is within our space.
1: Well, I love that you're trying to attract and help women get into the industry. This is something that I see in my, so servicing the manufacturing community for 27 years now, you know, the businesses that we sell are sold to men and that's wonderful and we're thankful for it. But what I know for sure is that such a majority of manufacturers are going to transition into retirement and there needs to be more skilled passionate people willing to acquire these businesses in in order for manufacturing to remain thriving within the United States so and that's going to have to mean women step up to the plate and make some of these acquisitions they're not a majority in the industry but The numbers are growing and men are leaving corporate America. You know, maybe they worked for a Fortune 500 manufacturer. They're leaving that to make acquisition into the field. There's no reason women can't do the same thing.
0: Yeah. And that's really actually one of my focuses for the empowering women group and community. We we also have local conferences as well, but the financial aspect and learning what the C-suite is talking about, it's kind of difficult when you're not there, you, you know, you might be the only woman in the room that finally gets there. And then what do you do from that? So I want to make sure that we're teaching our women leaders early on what does it look like that when you when you're talking about buying and selling companies like do we have any experience in that just based on tradition? No. So how are we going to get that experience? And sometimes it's reaching outside of your industry and talking to a financial group, talking and learning outside of your engineering field or your manufacturing field, looking for, okay, what are the skills that I need to be able to succeed at that level and Mm -hmm. obtaining the opportunities for that? And so I know I've been in meetings where um, I would see kind of the only woman in the room and wanting to just have another one go in there with her, just so she has the ability to be in the room and not feel that only. And and there is a little, I don't know how to describe it, but there is a little bit of comfort that comes in with just having one more woman in the room with you. So with that and and kind of pushing our leaders to bring people that are outside of the C-suite into those leadership meetings, I think is very important because you can't, have a diverse leadership group. If you're not bringing people in purposefully and intentionally to learn from these leaders, to even know which direction we need to go to grow into these spaces. And I'm really excited about it. I've seen it from the pump industry. They are making changes, maybe not as fast as I wanted right at the beginning, but they are moving in that direction. And you know, we're here to help, we're here to inspire, but also to bring in resources and educate our women so that they can be successful in that C-suite.
1: Yeah. I want to circle back, if you don't mind, to LinkedIn. You have had incredible success building your brands through what you've done on LinkedIn. Can you give our listening audience a nugget, a tip on what they should be doing on LinkedIn?
0: Well, I'll start with saying connecting with people who are not like you. I think this is one of the most valuable ways that you can reach out to people, share a a short little message about why you want to connect and grow your personal network. This is so important. I... I think that that was one of the best things that I did was to not restrict people from being my connection on LinkedIn. Um, And that's as a media person, as somebody trying to grow their network, it opened up my world to so many different cultures, so many different ways to learn and connect with people. So I just challenge you to do that, to look, you know, what does your group look like? Like I told you, I had 8,000 connections and there was, you know, two women in management. So I had to Deliberately go and seek out women yeah. to join into my LinkedIn group. But then, you know, start with looking at what you want to stand for. Again, going back to your own personal marketing but making sure that you create articles, create posts that are going to tie back to what you stand for. For our companies, manufacturers, your marketing department, you need to be telling your story about your company. There are so many ways to use graphics, videos, short messages, and just try to be, try to create something. Just think, is this something that I would click on? Is this something that I Uh would want to learn? And that's where you kind of, know what, if it's worth your time and, and you can validate it like that, but don't just post to be posting, you know, really spend some time and look at, okay, what's going on out there this week, this month. Is there a community involvement happening? We've got a lot of trade shows coming up. One of our biggest is around the water industry because that's one of our passions. Right. So we'll be at Weftech and there's the hashtag Weftech and it's so wonderful to see people use that. But then if anybody posts and they use like my legacy or my water legacy, I think is what it is. That hashtag says something completely different. Than just using, you know, the the general trade mm-hmm. show. So think about what does your company stand for. You know, we're all essential workers, and so what can you put out there that makes you stand apart in what you're manufacturing? What does what does the product that you're making do for someone out there in the world? And and try to tie that into. I think that's what really resonates with people, regardless of the professional network or not. People love to hear stories that mean something to them. They love to see, you know, pictures of babies on LinkedIn too. I'm, I, I know that's not the place to do it, but the, some of them, sometimes you have a big moment, like your first grandchild, and that's really going to resonate with people. And I would just, I would be you, like I said, this is a huge moment in your life. And and I'll just say one more thing. My huge moment was open heart surgery back in July. And I posted a personal post on LinkedIn and my world just was so generous. My community was so generous with their comments and their engagement with that particular post. And it wasn't just, you know, that high five that you were, you know, go go for it. It was like, oh, I've experienced that or so-and-so has experienced that. And this is how, and I'd love to be able to pray for you. I'd love to be able to know how you're doing later. I think that's huge, wow. and I think that that is something that is the shows you the power of the network, even our professional network.
1: Yeah. I'm so glad to hear that. I saw something last week on LinkedIn, which I found personally very disturbing, and it was a woman sharing her husband coming home from a military engagement and the, the joy surrounding that. And people jumped on and went, it's an inappropriate platform for that. Like, seriously, really (laughs) celebrate with people, you know, it's, this is, yeah, it's life. And we need to learn how to do life together. That's
0: right. And I think, you know, we have done some shifting in that regard, going through this pandemic and reaching out to people online. And I think that that's really important to show who you are. And if you're struggling with something and you're not sharing that, you may just be struggling longer because you haven't kind of expressed that out to the world. So there's a lot of healing in that. There definitely was for me. And so try to be kind to others. I think that's another role on LinkedIn and all the social platforms is, you know, try to give something that is inspiring or helpful to someone else, and you're going to be winning in the social media world.
1: Yeah. It's a good rule for social media and it's a good rule for life. The golden rule, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So before we run out of time, if our listening audience wants to learn more about your company and services, how do they best reach out to you?
0: Well, since we've talked about LinkedIn, absolutely connect with me, Charlie K Matthews on LinkedIn. You can visit us at empoweringpumps.com. We are on all the social media channels as empowering pumps and equipment. And just look for us, you know, at empowering women in industry as well. And definitely check out our YouTube page. It's Empowering Brands, but we have a whole playlist for the Empowering Industry podcast. And any shout out to Bethany Walmack will make us smile and I'll get you a shout out on the podcast. So look forward to connecting with you.
1: Good deal. Thank you for being with us. Charlie Matthews, everyone. She's smart, she's beautiful, and she's empowering. Thanks for being with us. Thank you, for Hey, me. If you're a woman who is in the manufacturing sector or servicing the manufacturing sector and you'd like to explore being on the show, it's really not that scary. Charlie can attest to it. Reach out to me, Fran Brunel, 908-387-1000 or Fran at acceleratedmfgbrokers.com. I would also like to encourage our audience to visit whampodcast.com where you can see all of our shows and other shows brought to you by the jacket media company thank you for being with us and have a great day everybody thank
0: you for joining the wham podcast where women empower other women in business and manufacturing for more shows like this go to whampodcast.com that's whampodcast.com thanks for tuning in